0: Alright guys, what's up? Let's do this. i um, back with episode 7 of the Matthew Freeman Show. We're getting close to actually ending the first season. The plan was to do 10 episodes and we're hitting number 7 already. Time really does go quickly and we're only doing one podcast a week, which kind of tells you how quick 10 weeks can go. So imagine if you applied one simple new habit daily over that time period that you've been listening to my podcast, what would have actually occurred? I don't know. Something for me to think about as well. Again, I just want to thank you guys all for listening and contributing to this podcast. I really am honored to have each and every one of you take the time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. So again. I appreciate you for that. As always you can follow me at. Matthew Freeman. M-A-T-H-E-W-F-R-E-E-M-A-N. On Instagram. That's a great place to follow. And hear about new episodes. Or you can just go to iTunes. And click subscribe. So you get notified every time. I publish a new one. While you're over there at iTunes. If you could leave me a review. Five star preferably. But a review. and An honest review. That will help me get up in the ratings as well. And as always, you can email me at m-a-t-h-e-w, freemanfitness, at gmail.com. With any ideas, feedback, suggestions, or thoughts you have on the podcast, you can also actually leave me a voice message on Anchor. I cannot tell you how to do that exactly. I just know someone has done that. So I will find that out and let you know next time. All right, so episode seven. This is going to be about 52 books and what I learned while reading 52 books. I set out at the beginning of 2018 after not hitting my goal in 2017, saying, I'm going to read 50 books. Well, the pace quickened so much so that I changed it to 52 and it wasn't going to take a two-week vacation. I decided one book a week was going to work for me. I did not commit to a style of book, a genre of book. I just grabbed books that were enticing to me. I did have a kind of general rule of thumb for every you know, one to three serious business, personal development, personal growth, like nutrition style of books that I read. I was going to read one for fun book, and I think I honored that quite well Um, in the end when you look at the balance of the books that I read. Why I really wanted to see if I could commit to one book a week over a full year was because I wanted to get as many different perspectives as I could. And whether that was fiction or nonfiction, it didn't matter because the author always has a perspective a place or position that they're seeing the topic they're discussing from and that perspective can offer us a lot of insight and value on life if we choose to step outside the book honor the perspective of the author and ask questions ourselves. when I read books I'm looking to gain a core concept, something that I can walk away with that's applicable to my life, that I can apply to my coaching, that I might be able to apply in daily practice, something that I can take away right then and there. I often read books, you know, a year, two years later, three years later, to see if The perspective I'm reading the book from at this later time and date changes or enhances or allows me to gain more from that book conceptually. Or if it's a time in my life that I need to dig deeper and go past conceptual and get kind of into the nitty gritty, the science, if you will, if it is that style of book. So... When I'm reading, I'm generally trying to gain one major core concept that I can take out and apply literally the the minute I walk out of the house. I read from what I categorized as personal growth, nutrition, business and personal, uh, excuse me, business and professional development and then pleasure so I categorized the books that I read this year in four main categories I am not going to go through all the books I will list all the books in the show notes and if I cannot list all of the books in the show notes because I run out of you know space then I will take pictures or list all of them on Instagram or I'll create a post on my website and make sure that you have a list of all the books that I read this year. So many good books. Today I'm gonna talk about just a few. So we're gonna start actually in the personal growth category and talk about some of the highlights of the books that I read in the personal growth category. The first book that I'd like to mention is The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. You can actually access her Four Tendencies quiz online. If you Google Four Tendencies quiz, it'll pop up. And what that book was about was how you manage expectations or meet expectations, both inner and outer, and what you tend to lean towards. So when you take the quiz, I took the quiz, I was called an upholder with obliger tendencies. But I was primarily an upholder, which means that I readily meet inner and outer expectations. Therefore, if I'm part of a group, I will make sure that I show up, if there's a workout, let's say, for the group. I am not going to let the group down. That is an outer expectation. But even if everyone in the group canceled... Because I meet inner expectations, I would also show up for myself to that very same workout. See, someone who beats inner and outer expectations can do it for themselves or the group. There are downsides to an upholder for sure. But I will say that I was happy to test into the upholder as far as tendencies are concerned. And it really did match what i think i am in life the obliger meets outer expectation but does not readily meet inner the rebel doesn't really meet outer or inner doesn't like to be confined to the stigma that we have to do something in the world and then the questioner generally meets inner expectations, but not outer. And they, they're the person that does a, a ton of research before making a decision. But the four tendencies, how I meet expectations, inner and outer, was a good eye-opener for me. Then I read uh, The Magic of Tidying Up. Now, what I, what I took away from this book I mean, it talks, it's exactly about cleaning your household out, but it's not just your household. But there is one part where she talks about honoring your socks and not taking the socks and rolling them up in a ball or stretching out the top, but kindly placing them on top of each other and rolling them and, you know, keeping the elasticity and and honoring the sock for its value. And so I literally purged so much of my clothing i got shoe boxes for my socks i learned to roll my underwear i started folding my shirts like bandanas and lining them up color coordinated and i I have to tell you it's a lot less stressful when you pull out a drawer and hey shirts right there and when you pull the shirt out it's not wrinkled it's kind of a it was it was quite nice. I also got rid of a lot of stuff in the kitchen. Uh, I have to redo that, but I also took care of a lot of, like my junk drawer became very needy and neat and tidy, and uh, it just really made life a lot easier when you 're not burdened by clutter all around you, how much less stressful life can be, and when you don 't stress out the tools that you 're using, how much uh, nicer they 'll look on you, unwrinkled the five second rule by Mel Robbins man this was a phenomenal book five four three two one go is how I started the podcast I'm actually doing this podcast today because I was sitting in front of the app and I didn't want to push play but I remembered the reading of the book the five Second rule where where Mel Robbins over and over and over and over again talks about taking action and so she talks about a countdown five four three two one and then go and i've been began taking action. that is how the podcast began um it is ingrained in my head. there are times that I still you know, falter. And then I'm, I remember. But the one thing I did after the five second rule that I haven't done in should I read that at the beginning of the year? I, I don't hit snooze any longer. I don't start my day procrastinating. I literally the alarm goes off and it's five, four, three, two, one, go pop out of bed. I probably got good at that one because that was like her big example and her big breakthrough in the book. I also read her book, Kick-Ass. I won't get into that, but it was some live interviews about how the five-second rule. Um, well, there was like some live coaching sessions, um, which was pretty phenomenal. Um, Mel Robbins is a phenomenal coach, and so I highly recommend those books. Uh, the Artist of Life was a book about Bruce Lee, and I mean, he was, he's, he's one of my favorite all-time people to study. You know at by the age of thirty two when he passed, he'd accomplished so much in life, and so um, he really worked in principles, like I said, I take concepts away from the book, the books that I read, and then I look for the intersection of the concepts, and then those the intersection of the concepts become my principles. so if I read ten nutrition books and they all say that. Whole Foods is definitely a staple and a great start point. Then regardless if it's a vegetarian book, a vegan book, a keto book, a paleo book, you know, it doesn't really matter uh, if it fits your macros. doesn't matter what nutritional plan it is. If they all say Whole Foods should be the basis of the beginning of the diet, then I know that I can speak really highly of starting with Whole Foods as an intersection and a principle of nutrition. And that's what Bruce Lee was really, really good, of, good at, I think, just taking the, the principles over all the things he studied, because it would take years to become a master in all the different things that he studied. But he understood principles and he understood time management something that I need to work to get a little bit better on Own Your Day Own Your Life by Aubrey Marcus. Um I really love that book because I am no Aubrey Marcus whatsoever. Um I wouldn't even claim to be like him, but I will say it gave me validation that you know, getting up in the morning, you know, making my bed, not hitting snooze, doing some journaling doing uh, a little bit of exercise and maybe some breathing mechanics and meditation, kind of planning my day before I even leave for work and then going to be effective at work. Uh, now I actually work out and then work, um, which is actually even a little bit more productive for me. Um, it just gave me validation that, may, you know, that I'm on the right track and uh, what makes him the Oh man, sorry. I just had the authority on how to start your day. Uh I just resonated with it. So, it worked for me, so it felt like a good validation for me. Will it be the same for you? I don't know, but there's so many good pieces of information in own your day, own your life and you know, Aubrey Marcus is is definitely done well. So, We can always learn from anything and anybody. The big leap. Stepping into my zone of excellence. I was trying to figure out what my zone of excellence is. And I do have a gift for being a great listener with an unbiased opinion and helping people discover for themselves personally how to get better physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, etc. So, you know, I am a good coach. And... I need to step into that zone of excellence. That's where I do best. Um, help guide people through the thought process to get to action. And then help hold them accountable to action to get to results. That's that's where I absolutely excel. And the big leap helped me realize that's that's where I need to spend most of my time. The alchemist... Talking about your personal treasure and achieving your personal treasure. And what I liked most about The Alchemist, if you've ever read it, at the very end, he goes through one big major test. And he asks at the end, why did that occur? And they said to him, before you absolutely get handed your personal treasure, there's always one final test to make sure that you really did learn all the lessons along the way. See, all these pieces of adversity that we go through are lessons that we can take away, but we often forget them and have to relearn them the hard way. And so The Alchemist was that reminder that the sum total of my lessons over life will continue to be tested, and the tests will seem more challenging because I'm more talented unless I forgot the very lesson that I learned. Man I Never Met. This one touched me. This is by Adam Schefter. I'm a huge sports fan. Uh, He's a sports commentator. The Man I Never Met was uh, a book that reminded me that perspective is everything. Um, I'll just tell you, you should read that book, but long story short, The woman that Adam Schefter is married to was married to a man who died in 9-11. And, you know, he talks about how if that man had never passed, then he wouldn't have the wonderful life that he has today. And he doesn't do it in a... uh, A way that dishonors the man at all in fact it's it's quite the opposite it's it's such a good honor anyways you you should definitely read that book um it reminded me that perspective is everything like how you see it what side of the fence that you're on matters and that's why i always say don't pick a side of the fence sit on top of the fence and understand both sides nutrition One of the books I read helped me understand that the gut and brain are just truly connected. That was the good gut. Um, So bad stomach health, bad head, bad head, bad stomach health. Which one comes first gets argued, but the brain and the gut are truly connected I also realized I I read uh, 21 Day Keto Reset, The Good Gut, Metabolism Revolution, Keto Clarity, The Archetype Diet, and The Badass Nutrition Guide. Uh, I took a a small break on nutrition books this year and only read six and a bunch of articles because I just got tired of reading. What I have learned is that Whole Whole Foods, Whole Foods, Whole Foods, Whole Foods... we need to listen to our body. We need to do something consistently enough over time that we can generate results and understand those results. We need to evaluate evaluate those results. I understand that stress plays a huge role and that anything done consistently over time works. That's why there's so many damn methods, but it doesn't mean that it will work for you. And I get so frustrated that people cannot just pick, pick something and just do it i don't know it just it just frustrates me so i decided to take a break because i was getting more and more frustrated plus there are all these supplement companies out there that are selling you on these resets and these shake plans and all these different things and that is a a a great starter i got started there but it is not the long-term answer And I think a lot of them are getting better at discussing whole food nutrition surrounding the supplementation, but the way it starts is not, I don't know, like I said, I don't even want to get on that. Moving forward, business and professional development, plus I'm reaching my time limit, but business and professional development. I read The Power of Broke by Damon John. I also read read Rise and Grind by Damon John. I uh, really love him. If you don't know him, he's on the Shark Tank. He's the, you know, cr- creator and owner of FUBU and at this point several other companies. Um, but it really reminded me the power of broke is a mindset. It reminded me of a mentality. It reminded me to be humble, and that you have to be a white belt always. You're always new to the game. Stay energetic Stay enthused And hustle Work hard Crushing it by Gary V um, Cemented in the idea of extreme ownership Another book that I had read Um, I like Gary V He kind of punches you straight in the face with, With real talk Which is what I love about him It's just straight real And on top of that There's a whole hell of a lot of depth And the man is wise very 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 wise and you know usually after I listen to him I'm like man and I kind of want to say something but I'm like yeah he's right you know like I just need to do the fucking shit and so that's what I appreciate about Gary V and he's so ahead of the game on social media so it's just really cool Um reminder Dichotomy of Leadership by Jaco Willink and Leif Babin I also read Extreme Ownership and I've also read um discipline equals freedom uh so i've read all of his books but uh I, what i liked about um dichotomy of leadership it reminded me of the 48 laws of power another book that i read by richard green long long time ago where it was kind of like you you have to be assert uh, assertive but you also have to understand the dance so as a leader you need to be able to take control but there are times that you need to let go of control you know and so it's kind of that yin and yang of like you know, make sure you do this, but make sure you don't do too much of that. And uh, that's the dichotomy of leadership. It really is a dance. Sometimes you gotta lead, and sometimes uh, you gotta be okay getting led for a moment, um, or at least an appearance. You know, the Everything Store, Jeff Bezos, extreme confidence like that. You know, he was marching forward to the beat of his own drum, no matter what. Peak performance. Love that book. what I really took away was minimizing uh, inconsequential decisions. if you look at you know Mark Zuckerberg, if you look at Steve Jobs, if you look at Barack Obama, they all have the same wardrobe and it's because they didn't they wanted to minimize inconsequential decisions They just get up put on the same wardrobe so they can save mind space for the big decisions they needed to make later and we've studied this you know when we're emotionally. Um, and physically and mentally fatigued, our decision-making abilities go down, and that's why you know high-level you know military training they they get you so fatigued and tired and and hungry etc. And then still have you do high-level complicated you know tasks so that you learn how to still make critical decisions when your mind is depleted. But as general health and wellness practitioners. You know, we're not trained at that capacity, so minimizing inconsequential decisions will help you maximize making the right decision on the big stuff. Can't hurt me? Oh, pick up pick pick it up. David Goggins. Mind blowing reminds me of commitment, honor, strength, um, perseverance. Not allowing the what the world says you shouldn't be able to do to stop you from doing what you know you can do. Uh, in fact, a lot of what I read in Can't Hurt Me got, got me through my run the other day. Um, I only did a 10K. It was not a 100-mile run. But when my calf was starting to act up like it, it tends to do, and I, it felt like it might pull, I'm thinking, man, this guy ran 100 miles on two broken legs. Keep going. <laughs> and it helped me finish strong. But it was about callusing your mind. That was my big takeaway from that book. He said like the physical calluses on our hands, we need to callus our mind. And that friction is good. Friction creates change and and friction is not a bad thing. And so I really liked that. In the pleasure category, I'm not going to go too deep because I'm, uh, like I said, past my time limit right now, but... I read uh, one book called The Art of Racing in the Rain, and the book is written from the dog's perspective. So again, I was able to take away, you know, the power of perspective and how it plays a role in our life. And I think often we only look at things from our own perspective and we don't dig enough and get outside of our own shoes to think about what might be going on on the other side. And even take a mile-high view, looking down on the situation, unbiased, so that we can get perspective. And man, that dog tell, tells such a great story. Uh, Denny, his his owner, through the marriage, the death, um, I, I don't want to, read the book, The Art of Racing in the Rain, really, really good book. Then I also read several books in the Jack Reacher series. Um uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because in the books He's 6'5", uh, 250 And then they cast Tom Cruise As Reacher in the, in the movies Who is not 6'5", 250 um, But what I take away from that is uh, Using your gut, taking chances But also being calculated and being smart So Jack Reacher in the books is, is really smart Really intelligent But at the same time he follows his intuition Takes chances, uses his gut And does it in a calculated manner. Um, So 52 books. This year I went wide. Next year I think I'm going to go 26 deep. I want to dig a little deeper into each book. Take a little bit more away. Be a little bit more selective in my books. I still read every single night before bed. And I like to read for fun books. So it could end up being way more than 26. I also listen to these on audio so audible is is something that i think you should invest in it's an app on the phone and then you purchase books and you can listen to them so i got through you know the life of michael jordan which was 26 hours when i went on my 40 year old expedition i drove to redding and then from redding to tahoe tahoe back home so i got lots of hours in the car um, to do some listening and or reading so a lot of these I listen to on audio. A lot of I still like paper. A lot of times I'll listen to them on audio and then buy the paperback so that I have it as a reference. Um, I didn't even get into some of the great books that I read, like The Traveler's Summit by Andy Andrews. Um, one you have to listen to on Audible is I can't make this up: Life Lessons by Kevin Hart. If you are a Kevin Hart fan, that book is hilarious. Um, but man. Reading, reading offers so much in the terms of uh, growth. And one thing that I'll challenge you to do that I challenge you on Instagram today with is choose a book that pisses you off. Choose the, you know, don't just choose the books that resonate with your tone of voice and validate how you might be feeling. Choose books that are gonna challenge you. Choose books that are gonna make you a little bit angry. Because if you're getting a little angry, it's probably something you need to work on. So 52 books later, I'm super stoked. I had a great time reading them all. Uh, I'm glad that I finished this challenge. And I look forward to going 26 deep next year. Like I said, I'll post them all in the show notes. Um, You should be able to find them all there. If not, reach out to me. I always have book recommendations. Alright guys, Uh, like I said before, go over to iTunes, hit subscribe, leave me a review. Join me on Instagram at Matthew Freeman, on Facebook Matthew Freeman Fitness. Find me, reach out to me, ask me some questions, let's get the conversation going. Episode 7 is now complete of this first season where I'm going to do 10 episodes. I hope you're enjoying the show. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate the support and I look forward to talking to you again next week.